D'Angelo Russell. Some Laker fans love him and some Laker fans hate him. One of the biggest decisions for the Purple and Gold this summer is going to be whether or not to bring back D'Lo. What is the right move for the Lakers? We are going to break that down. Let's get right into it. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand, and I'm going to be podcasting solo today. Unfortunately, Laker Dad was unable to come on this show, but I wanted to talk about D'Angelo Russell today. Obviously, we are just a few days away from NBA free agency, and as we all know, one of the biggest question marks is what are the Lakers going to do with D'Angelo Russell? Are they going to let him walk and become a free agent? Are they going to sign him for that super max contract and lock him down for four or five years? Or are they going to sign him for a smaller contract? Really, there's there's so many question marks as to what the Lakers are going to do. And this really impacts the team and their entire offseason plan moving forward, of course. Let's talk a little bit about D'Lo's season with the purple and gold because Like I said in my intro, it's really interesting. You know, a lot of Laker fans either love him or they hate him. He's a really polarizing player. And you take a look at D'Angelo Russell's stats this past season. It was arguably one of his best games or best uh, seasons of his entire career. Uh, You know, he averaged... 17 points per game, uh, three rebounds, six assists. He shot 46, just under 47% from the floor, just under 40% from three. Those stats are, you know, definitely his best of his entire career. So it's interesting that when you take a look at that, all of a sudden, a lot of Laker fans still don't want the Lakers to bring him back and think it would be a, a big disaster if they did. Why is that, though? You know, I think... We all know that a player's reputation really is built by how they play in the playoffs. And unfortunately, D'Angelo Russell has not been able to prove himself a winner or a playoff player, a player that you can really consistently, you know, count on in the playoffs. We take a look at the Lakers um, series this season in the playoffs. And, you know, the first one uh, against the Denver Nuggets, D'Lo wasn't too bad, obviously struggled a little bit more from the floor, but that's kind of to be expected. As of course, in the playoffs, we all know, you know, defensive intensity increases. So that was to be a little bit expected. But as the playoffs increase, you would hope that your players are able to adjust their game, get things kind of uh, back to normal and are able to contribute more. But unfortunately for D'Lo, that wasn't the case, and we saw by the time the Lakers came around to uh, the Western Conference Finals, D'Lo shot just 13% from three-point range, so completely disastrous for us in the Western Conference Finals, and the reason why that is you know, so frustrating for Laker fans is because if you take a look at D'Lo's game, he's not one of those point guards who does a lot of other things, like how Russell Westbrook does, how, uh, you know, Chris Paul does. D'Lo's really just known for his scoring and his shooting. So when that's not going through, when he's not able to uh, score at a high level, there isn't really much that he is able to kind of contribute with. You know, he's not a a point guard who's going to be dishing out assists. He's not one of those guys who's going to be getting everyone else on his team involved. Not a huge playmaking point guard. He's not a guard who grabs, uh, you know, a ton of rebounds, although he can, you know, help out a little bit, but only averaging, you know, three rebounds. 
not one of those guards who's really going to be a, a threat from anything else besides the shooting. He also only got to the line uh, in his career, averages just three times per game. So he's not one of those guys who's known for, you know, being aggressive towards the basket. So even if his outside shot isn't falling, he'll still, he'll still find a way to score his points. That just, unfortunately, it's not D'Angelo Russell's game. D'Lo is solely good at shooting and, uh, and scoring the basketball when he's having a hot night. And when he's having a hot shooting night, obviously the Lakers played exceptionally well. He was, you know, one of the reasons why the Lakers won the games when he's having a big night. And, of course, he was, you know, able to contribute that way. But, unfortunately, if he's not having a huge scoring night, there really is nothing else he's able to contribute with. And that's kind of been one of his biggest knacks on his game. He's not a good overall all-around point guard. He's just one of those, you know, high-scoring, kind of flashy, uh, streaky shooters. And that's unfortunate for the Lakers because obviously it would have been much helpful for, you know, the entire team, but especially, you know, LeBron James, if D'Lo was kind of able to be more of a playmaker, of course. So I understand why Laker fans are frustrated with D'Lo and why they think, you know, bringing him back would, would be a big mistake. Of course, we could also discuss the fact that he is notoriously known, and as we saw, for being unhealthy and for getting these kind of minor injuries. Obviously, ever since the Lakers brought him at the trade deadline, he struggled and he was in and out of the lineup with those kind of nagging injuries. So he's not even consistent or a guy that we can kind of count on to be able to play, you know, for the entirety of the season. So there are a lot of lacks and a lot of knocks to uh, to D'Lo's game. So I understand why Laker fans could be hesitant towards bringing him back. But here is the biggest problem. If you look at the the free agency market, the Lakers obviously have to address that point guard situation, whether or not they bring D'Angelo Russell back. And you take a look at kind of the guys who are out there. Uh, besides, obviously, you know, the biggest name, Kyrie Irving, which you guys, if you listen to my podcast, you already know I don't want the Lakers to go out and sign Kyrie. I don't want them to get a third superstar and then just sign a bunch of, you know, random veteran one-year minimum players. I just, I don't think that's a recipe for success. So Kyrie Irving... Um, then second on the you know the NBA list of uh, free agents for the point guard position is Fred Van Fleet. I think he's a great player if you look at his stats, slightly better than D'Lo, but he is really small. He's a smaller point guard, and we saw the Lakers kind of struggle a bit having uh, such small guards. And as we all know, Rob Plink has already said, and we've seen in, in what he's done in the draft, that the Lakers want to get some some more size in the backcourt and not that guard position. So. Fred Van Fleet is a possibility, but then D'Angelo Russell ranks third. Uh, so there aren't a ton of guys out there, you know. It's not like there, there's a ton of great point guards out there and we could really pick from any of them. It's kind of like, honestly, besides Kyrie Irving and, and you know, Fred Van Fleet, D'Lo's the next best option. But I understand Laker fans' concerns because I'm with you on the fact that I don't think D'Lo has proven himself to get a big long-term contract. I think if the Lakers offer him, you know, a four-year, five-year deal, that that would not be smart. However, I think the best route to take with D'Angelo Russell is to offer him a smaller-term contract, kind of that two-year deal, uh, maybe even, I mean, best-case scenario, one year with a, a team option in that second year because I think it gives D'Lo another year to prove himself, uh, hopefully be able to stay healthy, and then when the Lakers make the playoffs, maybe be able to kind of redeem his reputation as to being a better uh, playoff player. And then, of course, that would help him long-term get a bigger contract from another team. Because right now, I don't think D'Angelo Russell has really shown any team 
enough to get that long-term super max deal. So if I was D'Angelo Russell's agent and I was, you know, D'Lo, I would really take a step back. I would drop the ego, which as we all know is is not D'Lo's strong suit, but I would drop the ego and I would really think realistically about what the best case scenario for my future as an NBA player is. And I think it's positive because it goes along with the best case scenario for the Lakers future. And that is to sign a smaller term contract. Preferably, it would be somewhere around the the $20 million range, $15, $20 million range for that shorter, you know, one, two year contract. I think that would be absolutely perfect because again, it would give D'Lo another year to kind of establish himself as more of a leader, a player that you can consistently rely on, maybe work on some other aspects of his game besides just scoring and shooting. And then of course, it allows the Lakers to, you know, really have a point guard that could really help him out. Because again, when D'Lo has a good scoring night, Laker fam, The Lakers play really well, and he's a very exciting, fun player to watch. It's just unfortunate because we saw, and especially in the playoffs, uh, his shooting really, really fall off there. And when you're a player who doesn't have a a whole lot else to offer, uh, there's really no way you can contribute, unfortunately. So I think, obviously, as we all know, Rob Palenka has said many times that his biggest plan is to try to run it back with this team and maybe add in a few key kind of role players and contributors. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that D'Lo is smart, drops his ego, and accepts that smaller contract for the Lakers for that shorter term deal. Because I think in the long run, that is the best case scenario. I really, truly believe that the best possible outcome for the Lakers is to, again, try to re-sign as many players as possible, run it back with our squad that we've got to the Western Conference finals with and then add in a few more key pa- a few more key pieces maybe some you know better three-point shooters address that center position which I will be doing a podcast shortly on some potential centers that the Lakers can get because as we all know that was another one of their weak points this uh, past season that they need to address this offseason but so far I think if you're being realistic you know you're putting your emotions you're putting your feelings aside and your frustrations with D'Lo and the playoffs aside I think re-signing him for a short-term deal is the best case scenario for the purple and gold. But those are my thoughts. You know, Laker fam, obviously, I always want to hear from you. What do you think the uh, the best thing for the Lakers to do regarding the D'Angelo Russell situation is? Let me know. You can tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. And of course, you can also always message me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Hannah Rose Kulik. Until next time, Laker hand is out and I will be back in action in my next podcast with Laker Dad. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great rest of your day.